Welcome to James Ames Business with Chartered Management Accountant James Fairchild. Hello, James Fairchild here, and welcome to James Ames Business. In this episode, we have a couple of coronavirus financial matter updates that I have to share with you, and then the bulk of the episode is going to be content that doesn't relate to the pandemic. So the two updates are firstly that the British Business Bank has today released the bounce back loan application. The British Business Bank, for those unaware, is a government-owned organisation which accredits other banks. Now, if you Google British Business Bank bounce back, BBBBB, you will get to a page which lists the banks who are approved to offer this facility to SMEs. It's worth pointing out that the ones that I clicked through to seem to have a preference at the moment to providing these bounce back loans to people who are their existing customers. But hopefully a couple of them will introduce platforms for new customers to apply. The second pandemic related update is that also as of today, HMRC have released a portal uh, to which self-employed persons can check their their eligibility for the self-employed income support scheme. To access this, if you visit the following web address, tax.service.gov.uk slash self-employment-support slash enter-unique-taxpayer-reference. Apologies, that's taxpayer-reference. That page will then invite you to enter your UTR, which is a number that you will probably find on HMRC correspondence. And again, this is for self-employed people, not employees, not people who run their own limited company, not people who just do investing, people who are self-employed and meet the criteria that's already been given. Now, let's get on with the rest of the episode, which is about challenger banks and money for foreign travel. So, in this episode, I wanted to give some information around some of the new or newer banks financial institutions that have recently started or fairly recently started offering services to UK-based consumers and businesses. First of all, a number of these providers are not banks in the sense that you would think of one. A number of them are just electronic money providers. That needn't be a bad thing, 
but it is important to be aware of the difference. Also, a number of them will only offer what is called a prepaid card as opposed to an actual debit card or credit card. Now, the way you can recognize a prepaid card and it isn't whether you pay money before using it is quite simply whether the card itself is totally smooth. For example, I'm looking at a couple of them here. Cards that have the card number and expiry date and card holder name on them in, a, in an embossed manner, so where you can feel the characters, they are ordinary debit or credit cards in the majority of cases. The prepaid cards, they will have the number printed just on the card and it may well be on the front or it may be on the back. A major difference between the two types of card is that certain of the prepaid cards are not eligible or it's, it's harder to try to make a chargeback or Section 75 claim. Now, there are a number of challenger banks and similar providers in business in the UK, and I'm sure that some of you listening will be customers of them. A couple of services that I use personally that I'll just highlight to you as not a recommendation, because a recommendation would more involve more tailored advice, but just to tell you about some of them that I use on both a business and a personal level. The first one I shall talk about is Tide. Now their headline is that they offer businesses, whether limited company or sole traders, they offer a free business account which up until certainly recently was something that if the high street banks did offer free, it was only for a period, a period of time. Now, Tide do make a, a small charge per, I think it's per transaction. Certain things are free. Certain types of transactions you do pay for. But in terms of being an interesting portal to use with information, with the ability to integrate with various other finance uh, applications, uh, so accounting software and so on, uh, it uh, ticks the boxes there. The second product that I will talk about briefly is also for businesses, and it's a product called Capital on Tap, or Cap on Tap. And this gives a prepaid card, so a, a flat card, which is a, a Visa card. And as I say, although the card is a, of a prepaid type, it works on the basis, or the, the whole service together works on the basis that it's akin to a credit card, as in you do your spending, then you receive a bill and you need to pay either the minimum payment or or the full balance or somewhere in between and this is this is a visa card as i say for business use 
Now onto consumer cards and there are a number of cards uh, accounts that are available and I shall talk briefly about those of which I have experience and am using my, myself. So Monzo is the first one. Monzo is a proper debit card with the embossed characters and they have an app that accompanies the card. So the Monzo card can be added to Google Pay, GPay, and I believe to Apple Pay as well. In Monzo's own app, there are the features that you would expect uh, to see. So around transactions, including a prediction of transactions that are going to happen from, from its knowledge of your recurring things. There's also a feature to split, for example, a, a restaurant bill, and you can create pots to save for a particular purpose. The next one I shall talk about is Starling Bank. And again, the Starling card can be added to GPay and I think to Apple Pay. Similar sort of user experience to, to the previous one. There are, again, features to do various things in the app. You can create spaces uh, where you can put money for particular purposes in into a, a separate uh, space within your account so that it won't be used for something else. And Starling also offer the ability to apply for loans if that is something that's attractive. Next we have Monice. And again, uh, a prepaid card. And I actually heard about Monice a couple of months ago when I was sat on the Eurostar traveling to Brussels. And there was an advert in the... I think it was the Eurostar magazine. And I thought, oh, that's a product I haven't heard of, uh, but seems useful. And the thing that I really liked about Manice was that I could do the application there and then. I needed to input my passport number for security, as, uh, as I think was needed on all of them. But Manice allowed me to create a virtual card there and then which could be added to GPay immediately such that I could use the Manice card for my trip to Belgium and then the real card arrived in the post at my home address you know a short time after I returned. Now going to talk about a couple that are a little different. I should have said, by the way, that the big advantage of the majority of these challenger banks and challenger providers is that they offer better rates for using your card 
abroad, whether that be near Europe or somewhere further afield in the world. Uh, in general, they all offer better rates than certainly the the normal accounts that the traditional UK banks offer. Now, the next product I'll talk about is called Currency. C-U-R-R-E-N-S-E-A. Now, this, again, it's a, a virtual card. But the prepay element of it effectively comes from your own pre-existing High Street bank account. I think how this works is they periodically ask you to authorise them to view the balance information of your High Street Bank account and they then use that to effectively allow a credit limit for the sake of imagination in the currency account. Again, this product is intended primarily for people travelling uh, whether for holiday or business, and it is designed to give a better rate than the rates that your high street bank might offer. Final product I'll talk about is Bunk, B-U-N-Q, and this is different in that this is a European account, a Euro account, and it's it's uh, nominally held, I think, in the Netherlands. Uh, you can apply for it being a UK citizen, no problems there. And again, this product gives good rates for European transactions uh, and obviously will work further afield as well. Again, this card can be added to uh, GPay and Apple Pay. The only thing to highlight here is that if you're transferring money to your bank account from a normal UK bank, that there will probably be fees, uh, so that needs perhaps a little research. Obviously, if you are someone who occasionally receives money from other European accounts, then because this is an account based, as I said, in the Netherlands, then it could well be something that benefits you in that way as well. So I shall leave it there, but hopefully a little bit of talk around holidays has lightened the mood a little bit and helped you forget ever so briefly that we are in a pandemic. Again, stay safe and I will speak to you guys next time. Thank you. The contents of this podcast gives general case information which, whilst believed valid at the time of recording, can change and may not be the appropriate decision for your actual circumstances. You are advised to seek specific advice from an accountant, solicitor, financial advisor or other professional as the case may be. The author, creator and the various podcast apps or websites have no liability for any reliance on the content herein. The content is aimed principally at England and may differ for the rest of the British Isles. 